Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hi there, once again, Mike Kapler here with Joel Brzezinski for the Growing in Grace podcast. Glad you're with us. Um, Joel, there was a show I used to watch as a kid. Um, it was on, you know, for, for you locally. It was on Channel 9 on Friday nights. And it was, was called it Creature Marks? Feature. Oh, yeah, that know. was probably before your time. I don't know if you heard me, but I said, was it Groucho Marx when you were a kid? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, creature uh, feature. Groucho yes. Marx. Where did that come from? <laughs> you know, when you were a kid, you know, back oh, in those days. Brother, how old do you think I am? <laughs> come on. Uh, but yeah, it was called Creature Feature. It, yeah, they'd show these, a lot of them were black and white. It's not all of them. They had everything from, you know, Godzilla and King Kong to vampires, werewolves. But there was one on there called the Gill Man. Now, he wasn't the, the, you know, the most popular one out there. But every once in a while, he'd show up. I don't know. He was some sort of a creature that came out of the water, right? Right. And uh, and he would chase people, you know, typical horror movie, I guess. Well, back then they, they seemed a little more tame, but when you're a kid watching it alone on a Friday night after the, the, you know, 1030 or whatever, <laughs> you, you, you just, should you really be watching this stuff alone? I, I don't know. Anyway, nope. it's, it's probably why it turned out the way I did. But, um, so the Gill man, he would walk really slow, you know, kind of dragging his feet and just walking really slow while the people who were being chased were running top speed. Yep. But somehow he would always manage to catch up to them. <laughs> That's about every horror movie there ever was. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. You're watching these. Like I, I've been watching, and some people don't understand why I would do this, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then the spinoff that came from that, Angel. And it's just, it's just some, I don't go for all the, demonic stuff don't so don't worry about me but it's just um it's the same thing whether it's vampires or other 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 um bad guys uh they they just they, they go so slow the people are running and and then ultimately somebody falls down and it's just kind of it's just silly but yeah yeah so i guess where i was going with this was <laughs> you know the, the gill man or whatever he's, he's catching up to the people who are running top speed even though he's just dragging his feet it's kind of like the law. People are trying to get away from the law, but the law always seems to catch, catch up, up to them. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you know, they're, they're trying, you know, because we've been so indoctrinated with so many things that are sort of religiously interconnected to that old law from the Bible um, that we have no relationship with in Christ. But somehow or another, somebody will come along so that... that, that Maybe every church has a gill man. I don't know. <laughs> or several. <laughs> they, they will catch up to you at some point and say, man, you you need some of this law stuff. Even if it's not really the real law, they've right. got their own version of it. You know, it's kind of got the same effect. So. Well, yeah, I was saying to, <clears throat> I was saying to somebody that because somebody had asked on, on a post that I made that you talked about a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, somebody asked, uh, why do we need to read all, all 613 of the commandments? And I'm thinking, I said, I don't know anyone who knows 50 of them, never mind 613. And yet we're preaching in the church, we're preaching the law to people. And we're preaching the law as not only as a means to of how to live, but it's it's you're right. We'll we'll select certain ones of them, and then we won't even preach them right. One one big thing we've talked about is is the Sabbath, where it says you shall do no work on this day. But as you've brought up, there are actually many other laws within the 613 that expound upon that, and we have no clue what those laws really mean and or, or will um will water down the laws i'm talking about the church in general uh to somehow make them doable as if they can be done when the whole point of the law was it was the ministry of death it was a ministry of condemnation and it was a guardian that that held israel under sin it confined them under sin until as we talked about last week until uh, the seed should come until christ came and this new era of faith would come about. That's really what the purpose of the law was. And and uh, we see Paul dealing with this. I think one reason why why the law is talked about so much in the church and misunderstood, uh, Paul had to deal with. Okay, so Paul's message. Let's let's get to the. I think the straightforward gospel message. In a nutshell, you're saved by grace through faith apart from works. The law has nothing to do with it. And then in Christ, you live your life completely apart from law. The just shall live by faith. Uh, the law is not of faith. Uh, and so the simple, the simplicity of the gospel is that it's a life of faith, the Holy Spirit in you, Christ in you, uh, nothing to do with the law. But there were people who came in, as I think you talked about a couple weeks, Cap, um, Galatians talks about this. Paul talks about this, how people had come in and they had said, well, it's not quite that simple. You can't just have faith in Christ. You've also got to keep the law. And so Paul wrote this epistle. He wrote this letter to the Galatians to explain to them, hey, um, I was once under the law. And in Galatians 2.20, he says, through the law, I died to the law so that I could live to God. And it's, it's, I think his whole point is telling these people, these Galatian people who had actually never been under the law themselves. They had never been under the law. They were Gentiles. And this covenant of law was never theirs. It was Israel's. But people had tried to put them under that. And so Paul is saying, I had to die to it so that I could, as a Jew, so that I could live to God. Why would you want to put yourself under this? Why would you fall for this bewitchery, this foolishness that these uh, other people are bringing, bringing to you and telling you about? Why would you want to fall? Why would you fall for that when uh, it wasn't even as a believer? It's not for me. I, I was a Jew who was under the law. Now I had to die to it so that I could be joined to Christ and so that I could uh, be uh, be one made one with God. And so he he has to write this epistle explaining that to them. And what we do in the church is we miss the whole point of what Paul is trying to tell them, and we uh, try to apply the law to our lives in Christ and even to trying to get people to come to Christ when the law was never even ours 
uh, to begin with. It wasn't even ours to do anything with as Gentiles. And even with it now being um, done away with, wiped out, taken out of the way, abolished in Jesus' flesh, uh, even less, even less than uh, what we would have thought uh, is the use of the law in our lives today in Christ. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot there. Um, I mean, even even Paul, you know, it, pe- <laughs> people talk about being doers of the law. Well, there, 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 there never was a doer, right. ever. Um, and so people who were attempting to be doers of the law, guess what the result of that was? It resulted in sin increasing. It resulted in something you just kind of made a reference to in another place, but it resulted in bearing fruit for death, not fruit for God. Mm -hmm. Um, It resulted in Paul's own personal experience. He gave one example of thou shall not covet. What was the result for Paul when he tried to be a doer of thou shall not covet? Um, guess what? It resulted in all kinds of coveting. So why would we want any of that sort of thing written on our hearts? It was, exactly. It was a, as you said, it was a, a ministry of, of death and condemnation. Uh, the entire thing was. Now, you had mentioned, uh, based on what somebody else had mentioned, that, that uh, why would we want to try to memorize 613 commandments? Well, first of all, the, the church is telling people, a lot of those have been done away with, so you don't really have to become all that familiar with it. But there are some, we've talked about this recently, but there are some that still apply, many that don't. And you know, <laughs> Who gets to be the judge of that? Who gets to decide? <laughs> um, it was all one law. It was a, a total package of 613. It was never called the laws of Moses. It was the law of Moses. It was just called the law in some cases, but it was a package of 613 commandments. Um, but you had mentioned uh, not only do people not want to memorize 613, and you had mentioned you don't know anybody who could, who could hardly name 50. I'm gonna I'm gonna go even further. It, it 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 is a statistical fact that regular churchgoers, the vast majority of them, cannot rattle off the Ten Commandments. The Ten, right? Spur of the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Ten. But even if you could. You're really not rattling them off. As you mentioned, Joel, the Sabbath alone has almost 40 other commandments attached to that one. So in some sense, in some ways, the 10 that we often refer to that God engraved on stone, they're really just headlines that interact with the other hundreds of other commandments, rules, and statutes within that law. I've used the illustration before where the law is like an engine, and if you just start throwing out certain parts— and trying to still keep the engine running, it's probably not going to work out too well for you. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The law was like an engine. It needed all the parts in there to function the way it was supposed to. It either all had to be in place, or it either all had to come to an end, which is what we've been talking more about over the last couple of weeks or so, is the law did come to an end. And we made. And if you didn't, if you didn't catch the last couple of programs, especially last week, when we were talking about how Jesus could not be considered a legitimate or an acceptable high priest if that law still had any function. Um, so we don't want to repeat that too much, but go back and check it out. It was last week's program, growingingrace.org. They're listed in the order that they aired. Um, you mentioned something, too, last week, Joel, when we were talking about this, the, the priesthood of Jesus, where he did not come from the tribe of the Levites as the law required. He came from the tribe of Judah, and you made some reference to that. 
and I'll, I'll make another reference to it that we kind of skip over sometimes, and that's because we were in Hebrews 7 last week, but in Hebrews 8, where God said that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. <laughs> and he, he's saying some things following up on the case that he's been making, especially since Hebrews chapter 7. The writer just continues not to change the subject and talk about a whole bunch of different things, but he's continuing to build upon what he has already said. Yes, uh, That's an important thing to remember as you're leapfrogging through the Bible verses, even one right after the other uh, in Hebrews 7, 8, 9, and 10. Uh, really, really important stuff there. Um, but Jesus, what? so the, the, uh, the thing I started to point out last week, the, the priest's under the law, appointed by the law, from the tribe of the Levites, and then they die, and then another priest would take their place. It's, it's just so contrasting compared to the one high priest, not many priests, but the one high priest, Jesus Christ, who was not, a, the Bible says this, he was not appointed as priest by such a fleshly commandment as the Jewish priests were from the law. A fleshly commandment, not the first time that we see the law referred to as a uh, being related to the flesh. Um, Jesus was became an eternal high priest, not one who would die again, um, like the other priests would do. He became an eternal high priest because he wasn't going to die again. He he rose, he did die, but he rose again, and so we've got Jesus, the high priest, who was appointed as high priest when after the law at the end of chapter 7 in the book of Hebrews. So much of what we talked about the past couple of weeks, Joel, I could at least summarize with that. <laughs> we could talk some more, obviously, but I would point out Jesus was named high priest after the law. It has no function anymore because a more superior ministry has replaced it. A change of law, a change of priesthood, not a revision, but something came to a complete end, an annulment, an, an abolishment, considered obsolete, um, wiped out, taken away, however you want to refer to it. And, and so it wasn't just a revised, it wasn't just a change of law and a change of priesthood like it was tweaked. Uh, it, something came to an end and something new took its place. That is what is so important. And I think it is probably, unfortunately, one of the, if not the least understood things in Christianity, in, in people understanding Christ, in people understanding the New Covenant, in, in, in people in church. <laughs> uh, let's put it that way. People who go to church, people who are Christians, is one of the least understood things. I think to many people, it's, it's a moral religion where you uh, learn the things you... you you believe in Christ, and then you learn the things that you're supposed to do and not supposed to do. And that's what it is for so many people. And they don't understand that it's it, it, this is a, a living, well, Christ, who is alive, is living in us. And as our high priest, he is the one through whom we get our life and through whom we receive direction and everything that pertains to life and godliness, it comes through him, not through laws, commandments, rules, and things like that. Hebrews says so much about this that I think many people don't don't follow 
uh, and don't understand, and, in, and including uh, Ephesians 2 and, and Colossians 2 and so many other places that talk about how this, the law and the old covenant, the, the, the old covenant was the covenant that God made with the people of Israel that contained those 613 commandments of the law, like you say, of Moses. It was one law. The people agreed to keep that, and of course they failed. And like you were saying, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. Imagine that. You can't continue as a priest because you die. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty straightforward there. So they had to keep having uh, priest after priest after priest after priest after priest in this old covenant. Um, but he, Hebrews seven twenty four, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession. Under the old covenant, the people did not have that. Uh, They had these bulls and goats that they could sacrifice. It provided a temporary covering for sin, but it didn't take their sins away, and it couldn't save them to the uttermost. Uh, For such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For he did this once for all when he offered up himself. That was Jesus. And again, I'm at toward the end of Hebrews 7, if you want to uh, see where I'm at in your, your own Bible. But the, the law, the law, appoints as high priests men who have weakness, but the word of the oath, and you can read about that in in, uh, Hebrews 6. Again, this is one long passage. Not the writer isn't just bouncing from thought to thought, but he's building he's building his thought here. One continuous long thought. The word of the oath, which came after the law, like you were saying, appoints the son who has been perfected forever. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. Chapter 8, verse 1. That's what I was quoting from chapter 8, verse 1. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected, not man. So it wasn't man's doing. It was God's doing. And as you get into uh, Hebrews chapter 8, he talks about the superiority. Um, Now he has obtained a much more excellent ministry in so much as he is mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. And that's the new covenant. Um, The law, and and again, it all had to do, it all had to come about with the old covenant made up of those, all those commandments being abolished, being made obsolete, taken out of the way, and this new covenant, this superior covenant, replaced it with none of the old hanging on. It was all done away with so that this new one could come, and this new high priest, Jesus, would be for all of us, whether Jew or Gentile. Uh, all of us are um, in faith in Christ, are under this new covenant, and it's just superior to the old, and the old has been done away with. Uh, probably much more to say about this. We always say that, but we'll talk more in the weeks to come on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.